0: Hi, guys, and a massive warm welcome to episode 28 of the Ask Zophie podcast. It is actually a very warm welcome from me because I haven't been warm like all day because it's quite cold here. But just as I got into my cupboard, I, I think it's a combination of having a big woolly sweater on and my cupboard ring being small and very enclosed and warmer than everywhere else in the house. And just having had a cup of tea and suddenly I'm like, oh my goodness, I feel really warm. I know what some of you are probably thinking after my recent shares. Maybe it's an age thing, but we won't go there, okay? <laughs> um, yeah, before I get into it, just to kind of keep you up to date in terms of what's going on in my life. Not very exciting, trust me. But I, if you know me, you'll know that one of my favorite, favorite things to do is to go to the cinema there's a cinema in Bristol called Everyman. They have a few of them across the country, and it's basically a fancy cinema. And when it first opened, I don't know, a bunch of years ago now, everyone was saying to me, oh, my God, this cinema is like so amazing. I don't know why they were American. They weren't American. Um, and they were just losing their you know what over it. And I was like, come on, guys, it's a freaking cinema. Like, how cool can it be? And... Anyway, cut to me when I first went to the cinema, walking in and immediately being like, oh my God, this cinema is so amazing. <laughs> and did an instant 180. Is it, I always forget if it's a 180 or a 360, but you know, the one that I mean. Me and my sister always talk about this. Whichever one it is, U-turn, whatever. And then ever since, I've become probably even more of a fan of this bloomin' cinema. So yeah, that's me just being a... Am I a hypocrite in that case? Whatever. I don't know. I changed my mind <laughs> in a big way. So I went to watch, I think it's called King Edward. It's the story of the, uh, the Williams, Venus and Serena Williams um, sisters and uh, their family, and their dad in particular. And I loved it because it was just super inspiring. So yeah, that was part of my day. Now you're up to speed on that. So without further ado, I am super excited to share what I'm going to share. So one of the things that commonly happens or has happened when I work one-to-one with people is they will come to me with, you know, everything's all messed up. They've got issues, they're concerned, this, that, and the other. My job, in many respects, in part, it's to be soothing. That's a key function of, of a key function of mine as far as I'm concerned. But also it's not to get bogged down in this stuff, is to stay so focused on what's coming and where they're headed that I help to guide them towards that. And so very commonly when people come along and they're telling me all the crappy things, blah, 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 I, I start to get excited on their behalf. And which might sound weird, but when you understand the nature of how what I do works, it it, it makes sense. Uh, at least it does to me, anyway. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. But as I was writing down a few points for for my answer today, I always do that. I just write a few a few points. It, it might sound like I <laughs> don't, but I actually do. Believe it or not. And I, towards the end of it, started to just feel really enthusiastic and excited, particularly on behalf of the lady who posed this question, probably a bit of it on behalf of myself, because actually what she's asking about, she's in a a similar situation to me. And and you'll see what I mean when I I sort of share the question in a moment, but also anyone listening, anyone going through something similar. I just felt like I really keyed into and tuned into like what I call the flip side, what's to come. And so everything I say today is going to be potently and particularly infused with this knowing, with this real, just just knowing right to the core of my being, which is also at the core of your being, that when things suck, you are due uh, the sort of opposite of that, what I call, as I just mentioned a moment ago, the flip side. And so Yeah, you'll probably get a sense of this as I'm talking and hopefully it will somehow be contagious. I say somehow, but it's all energy, right? So it's absolutely possible for it to be contagious through the airwaves, the ether, whatever means. I don't know how it works, but um, me talking to you, coming to you, hopefully it will kind of you'll end up infused with and having caught my enthusiasm. All right. So I'm just going to pull up the question the, this lovely lady says uh, that she separated from her husband this year, who she says, appears to have happily moved on already with a whole new family set up, which after 30 plus years together, she says, I'm struggling to come to terms with. The, the thing is that I can't help feeling that I've failed and keep returning to this sense of loss, not just for my marriage, but for the future, I thought we as a family would have together. It's over uh, nine months down the line. It feels like this is preoccupying too much of my thinking time. So she says, my question is, how do you stop yearning and find peace at a time of loss, especially loss of a loved one who is still living and the loss of the future family life you'd hoped for? Okay, so the first thing I want to say, some of you will know a bit about my situation personally. Some of you will know a lot, some of you might not know, but I got divorced. Uh, I'm rubbish at remembering things like this, but uh, well I think I think I separated two and a half years ago, something like that anyway. I, I separated, I'm divorced. So the first thing I want to say if, to this lovely lady and also to anybody who's who's separated or separating uh, or going through, Any kind of a sense of loss or grief, like I get it. I've I've talked about this before. Marianne Williamson refers to something called the healing touch. Basically, what she means is if you've been through something, like you've had a miscarriage or you've been bullied or you've been in financial distress, you will be able to empathize with and understand and connect with someone going through a similar situation in a much more powerful way generally than someone who hasn't because you have that that healing touch so I have the healing touch in respect of this I I get it and having lived through it and and faced all of the different challenges that it throws up I, I will say that it is, you know, my <laughs> the C word I love to use all the time, it is challenging. So let's just be real about this. You know, if you know me, you'll know I don't use the words hard and difficult, practically never, if ever, but I will say challenging. So we want to just be respectful of this fact, okay? But I talked about this recently, I forget where and when, but I talked about how there is a fine line that we want to tread mindfully, between compassion and going into victim mode, like poor me mode. Having compassion for yourself is a beautiful, healthy, helpful thing. Falling into victim mode and starting to make excuses is absolutely not helpful. It couldn't be any further from being helpful. And it sucks. We've all been there at times. I know I certainly have. And it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to be in it yourself. It doesn't feel good to be around someone else who's in that victim mode. And nobody and nothing can help you when you're dwelling in that space. So you want to be particularly mindful of that first. You have compassion for yourself. Know that it is challenging. Sure. But don't then fall into that, basically that poor me mode. And You'll know that if you've listened to me for, for more than a minute, you'll have heard me say these two words very, very regularly. The first that I've just talked about is challenge or challenging. The second is focus. Like I bang on about this all the time. And in in this circumstance or any similar you know, anybody who is has, has separated or divorced or, or been through any kind of a breakup or is finding themselves wanting to sort of compare their path with another in any way shape or form I'm going to talk to you about focus you want to get so focused on you where you're going how you're responding what you're doing what's working for you what there is to appreciate in your current situation and so on and so forth that You just don't have any time left (laughs) to think about your ex-husband, his new partner, what your child or children are doing with, with him with them if you have them when they're not with you and that's a really easy one to fall foul of because the kids invariably will come back and go we did this and I mean that's how it will sound in your head <laughs> um so this is a real opportunity as I would see it to practice to get good at to garner your ability to focus so that is absolutely key and also in in the the, the email that the lady wrote she she said, he appears to, I forget what, exactly what she said after that. We have to remember also that we all know this, but it's easy still to forget it because pictures and so on can be powerful. Just because someone appears to be X, Y, or Z... <laughs> absolutely doesn't mean that they actually are. And I'm sure we've all had experience of this. You know, you've seen someone's photos on Facebook or Meta as it's called now. I don't know if they've changed yet, but anyway, um, Instagram, whatever, and they all seem so picture perfect. And then we talk to the person and they say, oh no, it was terrible. It was the worst holiday of my life. (laughs) And so on and so forth. And so also just please remember this, okay? The next thing I want to say, I talked about this recently when I painted my, my bathroom and I had the uh, shenanigans with the momentarily yellow ceiling. And the awesome thing that I realized from that or decided from that was, well, I realized that when I told myself, when I, when I fed myself the narrative, I've made a mistake. I've, I've wasted you know time and money and, and, and so on. I've, me- I've, I've effed up. It was a real heavy hitter in terms of, you know, the thoughts that are available to us. And I decided I am never going to say that to myself again. I'm just going to remove those kind of statements from my inner narrative, from the vernacular in my mind. I'm just never going to say it to myself. And so I say the same to you, to this lady that's asked the question. And anybody who ever has this sense of, oh, no, I shouldn't have done that, whether it's something small like they threw... Um, something away that then they realize they they want from the kitchen cupboards when they were clearing out, or it's getting out of a marriage because it's not what's happened that's going to bring you to your knees. It's that thought, and the reason that that thought is so damning is because it's so misaligned with, it's so juxtaposed with what your soul is saying. It will never, ever, ever entertain a thought, anything even remotely like that. So I just want you to drop it like it's hot. Any sense of I failed, I messed up, I've made a mistake. And instead to reframe it and ask this question, what positive traits did going through the separation, instigating it or whatever the case was for you, what positive traits did I exhibit in making that decision? So, you know, silly me with the blooming bathroom ceiling, what did that show? It shows I'm willing to, to kind of just make changes and try things out and just have a go at things. And with with, in this particular scenario, it might be the case that you're bold and you're brave. And you you did something that most people many people just wouldn't do and it shows your strength and so on and so forth. So I just want you to ban any sense of I've messed up, I've done something wrong, I've made a mistake. There is a meditation actually in the membership. I think it's the one that's called "No More Guilt." That will really help you with this. Uh, and actually, I wrote it um, a, a number of years back. Long story short, I fell in love with someone. It was it was a it was a hot it was a really long, challenging experience for one reason or another that would take a whole bunch of podcast episodes to go into and taught me masses. But I had this sense of like, well. Why, why did this happen? I, I, I've messed up here. And when I suddenly realized this was divinely ordered, it, it couldn't have gone any different, like with my personality and how things were set up, I couldn't have navigated it in any different sort of way. The, the relief that I felt when I realized this, because in realizing it, I let go of all that judgment was enormous. And any time you are able to let go of the sense of, oh, I've messed up, I've made a mistake, I'm a bad person, I've did something wrong, you will feel that same sense of relief uh, because you're letting go of something, it's emotionally heavy and and draining you. Okay, so some of you will know that last summer I went on a silent retreat in Italy it was kind of it's still in the midst of the pandemic but I was able to obviously to travel I was the only person there because of, of um, the timing of it and basically I spent nine days pretty much in solitude you didn't have your phone you would fast from like 12 o'clock midday until six thirty a.m the next morning it basically it, it was it was hardcore but that that's a side note because This was, uh, what, two years? Again, I forget. It was was a decent amount of time post my separation. And I had done a lot of healing in respect of that. I was in a relationship, uh, lots of different things. Anyway, through, obviously, this time, I was there on my own, no phone, no distractions. And I spent probably two, three days crying a lot. And I was like, geez, like, what the hell? I thought I'd dealt with this, and it was interesting because the, the guy who I'd check in with would sort of say, "Oh, just let it be, let the feelings come, blah blah blah." And then I, I think on like the third day, went right enough now, <laughs> just stop it. And I was like, "Okay, great," and it was wonderful. That's what I needed. But the point is, I was like, I thought I'd dealt with all this, and just being uh, in Italy, I think because I'd been there with my ex husband and my daughter when she was very little, and I was actually pregnant with my son at the time. It was, it just brought up different emotions and memories. The point I want to make is that healing isn't linear, okay? You don't just kind of get a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. You will gradually over time keep improving if you do the work, but there will be things that trigger you. And there will be times when in divine timing it's it is right and it's ready for you to let go of another layer. So don't be surprised and think you've gone backwards when It's, I don't know, Christmas time, or someone reminds you of something and you like burst into tears and so on and so forth. It's very normal. Only the mind will be like, oh no, I thought I was healed and I'm not. And then that can take you further back. So, yeah, just it's not, we hear it all the time. Healing isn't linear, but please just know this. Okay, I I talk about also how there's a time and a place for relief. And a time and a place for release. I always have to really think about which is which. So I got it. Relief is the likes of uh, binge watching something on Netflix, uh, internet shopping, having a glass of wine, um, anything where you're just like distracting yourself in what we might think of as a shallow way from your stuff. And sometimes that's what you need. And sometimes that's actually the best form of therapy. And it can be particularly so if you have something that's so big that it's going to just kind of engulf you and take you further away, further back versus forward if you kind of step into it. So that's relief. And there's also a time and a place for release. Release is what <laughs> I was doing in Italy, on my silent retreat, when I was just like, for ages. That was like the whole The that I think I might have talked about this when I did talk about feel it to heal it. So, this is the whole feel it to heal it. So, sometimes you're just doing like the shallow, let's just distract myself work, and other times you're doing the let's like feel these feelings, let's heal. But actually, they're both healing. So make use of them both. And you don't want to get stuck in either. You don't want to do too much. I'm just burying my head in the sand watching Netflix. And similarly, you don't want to do too much. Like the guy reminded me in Italy, like enough now, Sophie, of the the release side of things. The other thing that I want to mention here that I talk about heaps is just a reminder that whenever you are on the precipice of positive growth change up leveling, your ego, fear, the mind does not like it and so I would say that this is an example of that like you did something that for you and you know in your soul was and is a positive thing and so of course you're more your ego is going to be shouting louder at this point like pre it during it and post it now and so see the fact that it's telling you all these things as a good sign but like I talk about a lot what's key is that you don't listen to it you don't You don't take instruction from it. Just see it for what it is and then carry on as you were. Okay, so after this lovely lady uh, sent me this message, I think it was later that night, obviously it was on my mind, I had an analogy come to me. And it sounds a bit mean, but it's definitely not meant to be that way. It's all about helping this person and anybody in a similar situation. The analogy that came to me was, imagine if you put something out in the recycling but you just didn't want like for you it was rubbish and somebody came along let's say for argument's sake it was an old radiator that you put outside and somebody came along who collects scrap metal and they took the old radiator like (laughs) and you were having a lovely new one installed would you be sat around thinking oh my god i wonder what they've done with that radiator uh, do you think they've sold it do you think they've got money for it? Uh, it no you'd be focused on the building work that you were having done on your new kitchen or bathroom or bedroom whatever the hell it was and you wouldn't give it a second thought and like I say I know it sounds a bit harsh and I did not mean it that way but if you can just use that analogy and think I, I didn't want that it, not that there was anything wrong with it because obviously no human is is innately bad or wrong, but they can be not right for you. Just like the radiator has value to the person who's who's collecting it, but it might not be worth it to you to take it to wherever they sell the scrap metal stuff to. I don't know. It's not my forte. So I would say just think of it in in those terms. And like I said at the start, it's about focus. Be so focused on what you've made space for where you're going and so on and so forth that that like rusty old radiator it's just it's just irrelevant to you and that's my final thought is i talked about this recently on an insta story i think how you can do this whenever you have stucky thoughts come up or thoughts that are taking you down unhelpful rabbit holes and just go irrelevant 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 and imagine you've got a stamp in your head that you just stamp the word you know in in red ink or black ink whatever color ink doesn't matter of course irrelevant anytime you find yourself thinking and this can be of course true in this case when it's like an ex or it could be someone that you're kind of you you deem yourself to be in competition with or anybody at any time just keep thinking irrelevant 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 Yes. So the final thing I want to say, kind of coming almost full circle to what I was saying at the start is your higher self, your soul has already not appeared to have moved on, has moved on. And your job is, is to catch up with it. And what I mean by that, in other words, is, is to feel good. So when you feel good, you will be aligned with that version of you the the version of your life that your higher self is already living. And have this as your intention that you want to feel so good about you, what you're doing, where you're going, that you're happy for him and, and anyone else, because it's just, as I said a moment ago, irrelevant. I am genuinely excited for you, the lady that asked this question, anybody who is in a similar situation anybody who feels like they've lost out like they've messed up like they've made a mistake it's not possible it's only possible to do that if you keep your head down and you're not and you've got sloppy focus if you are focused and you allow yourself to align up with the flip side what's due to you must come to you don't give up keep the faith keep focused more power to you particularly anybody who's done something that others might deem brave and yeah I really hope that you can just catch a hold of that sense of excitement that is appropriate whenever you make a change like this because there's more good stuff to come always 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 I promise you Okay, I really hope that that helps. I think I've cooled down a little bit now, finally. Um, not that you need to know that. I will be back next week with another episode. If you have anything you want to ask me, you want me to feature, please just get in touch. I, that's what I'm here for. And yeah, I super appreciate you listening and I'll be back next week. Lots of love, guys. Bye for now.